so you think you can dance. <laughs> yeah, I know I look at some of those, and th I hate to even think what would happen to my body parts if I <laughs> did some of that. Yeah, so we have for the last seven weeks, this is week number eight, been working with this theme, So You Think You Can, and filling in the blanks each week. And of course, we did use the popular reality series, So You Think You Can Dance, hoping to get your attention. But the real meaning has nothing to do with reality show dancing. The real meaning is that for these eight weeks, we've been asking you to one more time for some of you, and for the first time for others of you, to be reminded of the ancient, ancient spiritual practices that are both ancient and contemporary. They are the practices that have survived centuries. People have been doing them. I suspect that the reason they have survived is because they work. But what does it mean for something like a spiritual practice to work? What does that mean? If you were listening to the scripture that was read so beautifully this morning by two of our children, they were great, weren't they? Let's, let's thank them again. You hear a story of preparation. So the truth of the matter is that throughout history, through the centuries, God has been doing different things to try to prepare the way, to prepare the way for us then to step into the path and engage. God prepared a way for creation itself. God prepared a way for the children of Israel to move out of bondage, but they had to step into that path. And then this morning we hear this scripture where God has prepared John the Baptist to prepare the way for Jesus. And so preparation seems to be a theme when we listen to God and God's engagement with us through the ages. You see, preparation is our part. This is the part we play. You know, it's lovely to say that I do these things, or it's lovely to say I want to dance. It's lovely to say that I'd like to be closer to God, but it does mean we have our part to do. We have to prepare, and that's what spiritual practice is about. We started this series with So You Think You Can Morph, and the question there was at the beginning, is it possible for us to begin to see what God has imagined for us? But you can't see if you don't prepare yourself to see. And then we entered into the age-old spiritual practices of rest, of service, of giving, of praying of confessing, of worshiping these spiritual practices. And then today, we're here to dance. So, if you and I have engaged this time, it means that we know there's something for us to see that God has imagined, and then we have to prepare so that when we see it, we can dance with it. This is the beauty of preparation, of preparing our own way that God has set before us. Elizabeth Lesser has written a book called Broken Open, and she says it like this. 
She says everything can change in a moment. We have little control over the outer weather patterns as we make our way through the landscape of a life. But we can become masters of the inner landscape. We can use what happens on the outside to change the way we function on the inside. So you see, these spiritual practices really are external things that we do so that it changes our internal landscape. She calls this being broken open, and I love that. Because here's what I'll promise you, my friends. If you engage even one of these spiritual practices on a regular basis, it will begin to break you open. I'm guessing for some of us, that is a scary proposition. Because it means to be broken open, we have to be vulnerable. We have to do a certain amount of surrender. We have to know that we aren't in control. In those moments of being broken open, we are just there, prepared to begin to experience the Spirit of God. And to me, that's when we start to dance. My partner, Julie, I know many of you think I have made her up because you haven't met her yet. Uh, uh, Kristen's met her, so she knows not only does she exist, but she lives with me. So, yeah. 13 years ago when I first met Julie, and we were starting to do some dating, about three or four weeks into it, she said to me, now, Lily, if you really want to get to know me, if you really want to know who I am, then just watch me dance. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Works for me. <laughs> Works for me. And so I started to take that seriously and watch her dance. And, uh, you know, I have to say, not only was she really good at it, and I totally enjoyed watching her. I was just kind of amazed by it, actually. After a few times went by, I started to realize what she was trying to say to me. You know, she was so free in her body. She effortlessly would just kind of get lost in the beat and in the music and it seemed that everything just flowed so easily I just marveled at it and then I started to understand who she really is because she can get to that place with the music where she's just open and everything flows just as it should just a few years prior to meeting Julie I was a member of MCC in Washington DC and they had a black gospel choir there. And I sat in the congregation and listened to them on Sundays. And I was just so amazed by it. And I just loved the music. So I went to the director and said, would it be okay if I come and sing with you? So, you know, there were mostly African Americans in the choir, though a few white people. So I wanted to be another one. And so they said, sure, you can come on. Well, what I learned pretty quickly is that one of the hallmarks of gospel music is that you have to sway and clap and sing all at the same time. <laughs> so this was a stretch for this white girl. I, I, um, I really struggled with it. And um, the, there were, uh, uh, you know, I would get, get, get it a little bit and I'd be, I'd be clapping and swaying and then I'd realize I wasn't singing. Uh, two African-American women who stood beside, on either side of me uh, said, you know what, we're just going to get some Velcro and put it right on your robe and hook ourselves up to you so you'll quit bumping into us. We'll have you <laughs> going the right way. <laughs> Finally, the woman who sat to my right 
Donna Payne, she leaned over to me and she, one night at rehearsal and she just whispered, Lily, you're trying too hard. Just let the spirit move you. Just let that happen. You know, I wasn't prepared for that. I was trying too hard. My preparation to be in that moment where something else takes over and you just begin to know that the Spirit's moving you around the floor. I'm happy to say that today I can clap and sway and sing all at the same time. <laughs> Most of the time. <laughs> and it's all about just over time practicing and preparing to have just that moment when the Spirit moves. That's what this time has been about, to be broken open. You know what? It's a challenge to do it. It takes courage to say, I'll walk into that moment and be broken open and dance with the Spirit. And then there's one more layer, my friends. And it's the layer of when we're dancing with the Spirit, there are also people that we meet. People we meet along the way. People we live with. People we worship with. People we play with. And when you're dancing with the Spirit, then dancing with other people is rich. And you know what happens? It changes us. We are suddenly transformed in a way that would not have been possible. See, you see, it's not just enough for the Spirit to transform us. It's the way that our dance with each other completely makes us new. This is the gift of that kind of dancing. You know, here at Resurrection MCC, we believe that our job is to hold this space for you to dance with the Spirit and then to be with you in the dance once the dance begins. That is what a community of faith does. The community of faith doesn't judge how you dance. It doesn't say you should have danced another way. It doesn't say that if you'd done it just a little bit different, the dance would have been better. This community of faith just says, we want to dance with you when you're dancing with the Spirit. Because when we do, lives are transformed, and it happens all the time. That's right. I've been so honored to have this dance with so many of you. That is our message. That is our ministry here as a congregation. And you are about to give witness to just a handful of people. They're going to share their testimonies, but you, my friend, are living testimonies. The work we do here in this community is about transformation. My life, before I encountered you, before I encountered resurrection, my life with you dancing with me.